The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. Welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, and thank you for tuning in. This is Pastor Mike Sasso with Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God International, and it is my great privilege to be able to speak to you today. So, Father, I thank you for the Word of God that will come forth today, that will touch every heart, touch every life, and bring us, O Lord, into the place that you want us to be, to walk with you in power and in glory, to bring your kingdom to the earth for your name's sake. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen and amen. Hallelujah. You know, this is Thanksgiving week, and... Uh, We have so much to be thankful for. Most of us have spent the last few days with family or friends and hopefully celebrating the goodness of God. And those of you that are listening to me that may not have a family or friends to celebrate with, I've got some good news for you. Jesus made a way for you to be part of his family. Hallelujah. And I got to say, as a believer in Christ, I have better fellowship with believers. That means people that are born again and love the Lord Jesus Christ and have fellowship with the Holy Spirit than my own natural flesh and blood. You know, even Jesus said that in Luke chapter 8 at verse 20 was told to him they said hey your mother and brethren are standing outside desiring to see you and he answered and said unto them my mother and my brethren are those which hear the word of god and do it and i gotta tell you something that's reality my true brethren my true fellowship in the holy spirit when you're born again when you have set yourself apart to be god's child by having faith in jesus christ you can't have fellowship anymore with those that are in the world. It just doesn't work. So if you got family members that are in the world, you know, they're talking trash and you're just going, I got no fellowship here. But you got to love them and you got to just thank God. But if that's you, that you ended up spending Thanksgiving maybe by yourself and don't have anybody to have fellowship with, you have something to celebrate. Because I'm going to tell you, you will never, ever, if you give your heart and life to Jesus Christ, you will never be alone. Jesus himself said, I will never leave leave you or forsake you even to the end of the age. And I want to tell you that is good news. So receive that today and allow the Holy Spirit to fill that gap in your life. You know, and those of y'all looking for somebody special, you know, waiting to have that void filled, they say, hey, I got to have that special someone, that, that husband or that wife, that relationship. I have to say that without first filling the void with the Lord Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, you may find somebody special in the world and you will still be empty on the inside. And that void that you're feeling right now will never be met until you fill it. The only thing that can ever fill that gap is God's love for you and His precious Holy Spirit. That will give you fulfillment. So if you're listening to me today, and I gotta say, if you've never asked the Lord Jesus Christ to come into your life, You can do it right now. You don't need to be in a church. It's literally between you and God who is here. He's here right now. He's there with you right now. So just reach out to him and tell him, God, I need you in my life. 
You know, and if maybe you've been with the Lord and you strayed, I want to just tell you, just say, God, I need you back. You're first and foremost. I need you to be number one in my life. And then surrender. You know, surrendering to God is where your freedom begins. We get so caught up trying to make things happen, trying to do things, trying to say, oh, God, I got to do this. God, help me do this. Try having our way in things. And all we do all the while is suffer setbacks. Frustration after frustration. Why? Because we never went to the Lord and made Him first place. You see, God's got to be first place. If you make God first place that says, seek first, what? The kingdom of God and His way of doing things. His his righteousness. And then, when? Then all things will be added to you as well. So friend, make Jesus the Lord of your life. And I don't mean just in word, but indeed, surrender. Just say, Lord, I'm sorry. I, I get so caught up and just surrender to God. We all have to wrestle with the flesh. Let me tell you something. I'm flesh and bone just like you. And the Bible says every day you got to take up your cross. That means you got to lay down your will and your way of doing things every single day. And you got to say, Lord, here I am. Just start your day. Oh, glory to God. I'm going to start my day just giving it to you. And there's a scripture in the book of Isaiah I want to read to you. It's in chapter 26. This just ministered to me just recently. Isaiah chapter 26 verse 9 says, and this is the King James Version, with my soul I have desired thee in the night. You know, and we talked earlier about how that you might have a void in your life. I'm going to tell you something. Reach out to God. Desire Him. And verse, the rest of that verse says, yea, within my spirit, my spirit within me, will I seek thee early. That means early in the morning. You'll just say, Lord, I need you today. I just need your guidance. I'm going to tell you, friend, when you'll do that, the Lord will begin to manifest himself to you. Praise God. Hallelujah. And you know, Jesus taught us how to pray. He said, not my will, but let thy will be done. Let him take control. And when you do that, I'm telling you, your life begins. When you forsake your own life and say, Lord, have your way, you get a brand new life and you're going to look back and just, there's some, there's some people, I'm going to tell you, there's some people listening to me right now. You've been struggling. You've been wrestling. You just feel like, where am I going? Surrender. Surrender your life to Jesus Christ. Not in word, but in truth. Say, Lord, you take it from here. I surrender. And I'm going to tell you something. You have to do that every day. Just say, Lord, I surrender today. Make your way clear. Okay? And he will do it. I'm going to tell you, if you'll make this a practice and do what it says in Isaiah, with your soul, desire him in the night. Say, Lord, I need your guidance. Get in the word on a daily basis. Meditate. Jesus said, abide in me. Let my words abide in you. That's first place. And with your spirit within you, seek him early in the morning. Make that a practice. I'm going to tell you, you're going to look back in just a few weeks. Those who will do this in a few months, you're going to say, wow, I am a totally changed person. Why? Because you died to yourself and you laid down your burden. You said, Lord, your first place. I lay down my failures. I lay down my life. I lay down my desires. I lay down my my everything. I, I lay down my relationships and let you have your way. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You're going to have a whole new life. Amen. Well, praise God. Well, we're coming to the end of 2023, and man, it has gone quick, I got to tell you. But get ready for 2024, because it's going to be a year of transformation for the body of Christ. We're going to begin to see more and more the culmination of the prophetic word that has been released. God said that the apostolic prophetic mantle that he has placed in the earth is going to take center stage in every single sector of society. 
Party. And we're going to begin to see it like we have never seen it manifest in 2024 coming right around the corner. Praise God. And it's already begun, friend. And uh, you need to get in line with the Word of God and uh, come out from among them and be ye separate. And begin to hear the thus saith the Lord and get in the army of God. I'm going to tell you, God is no respecter of person. If you'll hear his voice, harden not your heart. Hallelujah. They that know their God, the Bible says, will do exploits. Okay, and that's for every single member of the body of Christ. Amen. You see, God is wanting his church, the body of Jesus Christ, to rise up and take her place. I mean, we're maturing now, and we're understanding that mandate more and more. He has put us in authority in the earth. Well, what do you mean, Pastor Mike? I mean, (laughs) he has put us in authority. We're not in our own authority. I don't have any authority on my own. No, I can only do what I can do. But if any man be in Christ, you see, if you've done what I said earlier in this broadcast, if you've laid your life down, and you're not here to do your will, you're not here to say what you have to say. Jesus said, I only say what I hear my father tell me. I only go where he tells me to go. I have laid my life down, so we need to do the same. And when you lay your life down and you begin to take orders from headquarters, then the orders that you receive from headquarters that you release into the earth, that's not your order. That came from heaven. And when that came from heaven, you see, that's God's mandate in the earth. And you begin to walk in a new authority that you've never known. Because it's not your authority. It's His authority in you and through you. See, the body of Christ is going to begin to understand this mandate that we have been given from heaven. Hallelujah. Jesus said, what? Go ye into all the world and preach this gospel. What gospel? The gospel that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And that every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. When this gospel of the kingdom has been preached to every creature, then the end will come. And I'm here to tell you, not before. I'll say that again, not before. You know, there's many speaking this end time, what I call escapist mentality, that we're all leaving and Jesus is going to come back and fix everything. Let me tell you something. Jesus already fixed everything. It's it's already done. He did his job and he sat down at the right hand of God. And right now he's making intercession for you and he's making intercession for me to finish our job which, by the way, is to put the enemies of God under our feet, His feet, through us, the body of Christ, and then the end will come, friend. It's Jesus' authority through the church in the earth. And until we realize who we are in Him, with Him, by Him, and for Him, and manifest this in the earth, Jesus is not coming back. I'm going to say that again. Until we, the body of Jesus Christ, understand who we are in Him, with Him, by Him, and through Him, and manifest His kingdom authority in the earth, Jesus is not coming back. Well, you might say, wow, I never heard that before. Well, listen up then. This didn't come from Pastor Mike, no. I'm simply giving to you Bible doctrine that Paul the Apostle wrote, the Bible doctrine that the psalmist David wrote, the Bible doctrine that the prophet Daniel wrote, and Bible doctrine, quite frankly, that is all through the Bible. This is not my doctrine, friend. This is the doctrine of Jesus Christ, and this is who we are in Him. And there's many saying, well, the devil's going to take over and we're leaving. Well, I'm going to say something, friend. They're false prophets. Okay, and, I, and I'm going to say that again. They're all false prophets. 
but glory to God, we need to wake up. We need to realize that the body of Christ has a job to do, and Jesus is not coming back until we do it. Well, we better get to some scripture to back this up. So let's go to Psalm 110, verse 1, and I'll read. This is King James. Actually, I'll read from the NIV version, a Psalm of David. The Lord says to my Lord, sit down at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. And that, by the way, was quoted in three of the four Gospels by Jesus himself. And then in the book of Hebrews, the writer Paul writes and says, But when this priest, that's Jesus, had offered for all time one sacrifice for sins, he, that's Jesus, sat down at the right hand of God. And since that time, this is NIV, he waits. He's waiting right now for his enemies to be made into his footstool. And I'm here to tell you, friend, that is the job of the body of Christ. But see, we can't do this on our own. We don't have the ability. But now look at this next scripture. We can explore this a little further by going to the book of Romans chapter 8. And in verse 34, and actually you can back up to 33, it says, Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who is he that condemns? Christ Jesus, who died more than that, who was raised to life and is even now at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. So not only is Jesus waiting, but he's interceding for us because we can't do this on our own. I don't have the ability to raise anybody from the dead. I don't have the ability to heal anybody. Of myself, I can do nothing. But Jesus is waiting for his enemies to be made into his footstool. And if you're on the escapist mentality train, That means you're hiding in your closet and you're afraid because the devil's coming around and the Antichrist is going to show up. You know, we're leaving and then Jesus is going to fix it. I'm going to tell you something. You're going to sit on the sidelines and you're going to be watching the move of God, wondering why God's not using you and you're not going to participate. Why? Because you're in fear and you don't understand who you are in Christ. You don't understand that all authority in heaven and earth is given to Jesus. And if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. And we're going to walk in the power of the Holy Ghost. And I'm not afraid, praise the Lord, because fear does not come from God. God doesn't give you a spirit of fear, but of what? Power and love and a sound mind, praise God. And will the church be caught up in the air to meet the Lord? Definitely. Yeah, I'm not disputing that at all. But you have to realize that before that happens... There is something that the Bible very clearly speaks of that must happen before the Lord returns, see. Jesus is coming back for a church that's without spot and wrinkle, and he's coming back for a bride that's adorned in the glory and power of his love and presence, one that's transforming everything that she, the body of Christ, touches. That's what Jesus is looking for. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He's not coming back for a church that's hiding in the hills from the devil. He's not coming back for a church that's afraid of wars and rumors of wars or famines and pestilence and earthquakes. But rather, Jesus is coming back for a church that is ruling and reigning in the power of the Holy Spirit. That is winning the lost. That is interceding for those that don't know the Lord. That is loving their enemies. That's praying for those that persecute them. That's laying down their lives for the sake of the gospel. Amen. You know, years ago, the Lord had told me, he said, Mike, tell my people who they are and tell them what I've sent them to do because they don't know it. 
So to start with now, I want us to go to the book of Matthew, chapter 16. It's a very familiar verse for most people. But this is where Peter said to Jesus that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus replied in verse 17, This was not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. He said that I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. The word church in that uh, phrase and that very usage was the first time we really see it in scripture. And the word church we think is a religious word. But I got to tell you, the day that Jesus spoke that word, the word church, which the Greek word is ecclesia, was not a religious word. In fact, that word was very common in its day. It was a word that was originated actually in the uh, Greek world in Athens where the word ecclesia was used more in a political content and in a governmental content. It was literally a word that meant, you know, this was the organizational structure where government was established, where judicial uh, procedures and, and, and laws were created, where governmental decisions were debated, policies that affected all of uh, the affairs of the society of its day were dealt with. And Jesus was saying, upon this revelation, upon who I am and what I have come to do, I'm going to build my governmental structure, my government, that the gates of hell will not prevail against. And I will give you, that is those believers, the keys to the kingdom of heaven. That means what you open will be opened. What you close will be closed, and nothing will in any way harm you. See, God was establishing his governmental structure through the body of Jesus Christ, through Jesus as the head and we as the body. See, we need to understand that we are, Jesus did not come to bring religion. Jesus came to bring life and to reestablish his way of doing things in the earth, to take death, hell, and the grave away from the keys, away from the devil, and to set us free from the bondage of sin and death, and now to turn dominion and power and authority, which is in him, back over to believers in Jesus Christ. But of, of ourselves, we don't have the ability to do anything. It's all in him. And so now, let's go to Ephesians chapter 2. We're going to go through this quickly because we're kind of running out of time. But if you go to Ephesians chapter 2, and we can start at verse 1, and it says, and I'm reading from the NIV, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you had followed the ways of the world, and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. Go down to verse 4. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ when we were dead in transgression. It is by grace you have been saved. And God, verse 6, raised us up with Christ and seated us with him, that's Jesus on the right hand of God, in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. He has literally 
taken the body of Jesus Christ. If we're his body, that means we're one. That's, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. But this is for those who are in Christ. And I'm going to tell you, you can either be in the flesh or you can be in the spirit. And that's a daily battle, friend. That's something you've got to battle with on a daily basis. You've got to decide, as for me and my house, this day we are going to serve the Lord. You've got to get out of yourself. You've got to get out of your will. And you've got to say, Lord, here I am. Send me today. Here I am. Use me today. And Father, I'm going to take my seat with you high above all principalities, all powers. And I'm going to yield myself, my vessel, as a, as, a, as, a, as a vessel of righteousness to bring your kingdom into the earth. I'm going to love my enemy. I'm going to pray for those that persecute me. I'm going to do things your way, God, the way you taught us to do on the Sermon on the Mount. I'm going to overcome evil with good. And Paul the Apostle, even in many of his writings, refers to the governmental structure. He called us ambassadors of Jesus Christ. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20, he says, We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. You see, we are his ambassadors in the earth. And an ambassador, by the way, is an emissary that comes from a governmental structure. We are from the kingdom of heaven, ambassadors of heaven. Our citizenship is in heaven. And so what did he say in verse 20? He says, we are, through God, we are making his appeal through us. We implore you on God's behalf, be reconciled to God. We were given the ministry of reconciliation to reconcile all men to God through faith in Jesus Christ. This is our number one mission. Before you're an American... Before you're a Filipino, I'm a citizen of heaven. I am a blood-bought believer in Jesus Christ. I'm a Christian. And my number one mission is the Great Commission to seek and save the lost. But by Him and through Him and with Him, outside of Him, I can do nothing. But in Him, I can do all things. So, friend, we're coming to the end of the broadcast. I just want to encourage you. We're winding up this year. We're coming to the end of 2023. And if, you know, you look back and you say, you know, I missed a few things. I didn't quite do what I wanted to do. Listen, take inventory, lay it at the table, lay it at the foot of the cross and say, Jesus, I just give this to you now. And I'm expecting a great turnaround for my life, for what you have for this country. And I'm here to tell you, we're about to see the greatest days of this country just ahead, man. God, glory to God. What he has decreed, he's going to bring to pass. That wicked root that has been established in Washington, D.C., it's coming up. But it's not going to come up by, you know, us moving in our own ability. It's going to be a move of God. I'm telling you, the, the Bible says that if my people who are called by my name will come of themselves and pray and turn from their ways, then God said, I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. God's in the midst of healing this land right now. So I want to tell you, just begin to pray. And when you pray for this country, pray in the spirit. You don't pray in the understanding. You don't, we don't, God knows more than we know. And when you pray, I want you to see yourself as Jesus has just, uh, with this illustration that we've just received, that Jesus is seated high above all principalities. And this, the word of God says that we're seated with him. So take your seat high above all principalities. And in my office, I have a seat that I sit in when I pray sometimes. And I actually have a picture of Jesus, and he's laughing. 
Do you know the Bible says that, you know, Jesus laughs at the wicked? You know, they, they can, why do the heathen rage and the nations imagine a vain thing? They've conspired against the Lord, you know, and they said, hey, we don't want to do things his way. And the Lord just laughs, you see, because he is Lord of all. They're fighting against God and they don't realize God is on their side and would want to bless them more than they could even imagine if they would just repent and say, Lord, help me. And that's what we got to do. We got to just repent of our own ability, repent of our own strength and, and get the leading of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Listen, I've run out of time. I'm going to tell you, it has been a blessing, though. So let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you for this radio audience. I bless them today in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit. You have called them. Those who are hearing me today, you are commissioning them. Lord, in the name of Jesus, Father, you are empowering them. You're breaking away chains. Father, doctrines of devils and and ideologies of men, Lord, that have bound them. And Lord, I I speak deliverance right now to the captive, the opening of the prison doors to them that are bound. And Lord, I just thank you for the closeout of this year. Father, going to be a powerful closeout, and they're going to get ready for a great move of God in their life in Jesus' name. God bless you, friend. Let us hear from you, and we'll talk to you again real soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the prophetic voice of our time. We really hope you were blessed by today's episode. And if you were, we want to hear from you. You can call us at 210-695-1630. Or you can email us at sogmi at outlook.com. That's S-O-G-M-I at outlook.com. And we really encourage you to visit our website, sogmi.org. That is S-O-G-M-I.org. That's where you can listen to previous episodes of this podcast and even support this podcast. We're supported by listeners just like you. So if you want to support this ministry, you can go to SOGMI.org and hit the donate button. You can also send a check to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. Again, that is P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. Thank you.